Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you, as always, with Pastor Jim this morning. Good morning, Freedom Center and all those out there in Cyberland. And it's been a couple weeks, but we got Pastor Carl back yeah. on with us this morning. Happy Seis de Mayo. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> did, did either of you even try to do Mexican food yesterday anywhere? I, I did, actually. We came home from church, and I made leftover chicken breast burritos. For okay, all right. But you didn't actually salsa. try to you didn't try to go out anywhere and get yeah. Mexican food. No, we yeah. did. We did uh, Saturday. Okay. But not yesterday. Lauren was telling me that she really wanted Mexican food yesterday. And I was like, Taco. <laughs> no line at Taco Bell. It's going to be impossible to get Mexican food. So maybe today we'll go and celebrate. My, six, my love for you only goes so far, <laughs> <babe>. <laughs> We'll just like Sunday, church. The last thing I want to do is go wait in line for three hours yeah, to. Yeah. Right. With a, a one-year-old. Of, <laughs> right, exactly. Who doesn't know why we're waiting. Exactly, right. Who doesn't know how to wait for anything. <laughs> that's, that's way more accurate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yesterday we started yeah. a new series. Kind of did. Kind of yeah. did. Um, I thought it was a really important really good. series. I thought I, I was in first service and I thought first service went great. Hmm. Um, just this idea of us fighting from our back. Yeah. And I think that there's power when we finally admit that we are fighting from our back, mm-hmm. that we're not on top anymore. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering if we could just start off the conversation, maybe just talking a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I think, <clears throat> I think I left it to everybody to decide whether or not America is a Christian nation or not. I mean, you, sure. historically to say, no, no, there's, there's no Christianity in our history. Well, you're, you're blind, deaf, you know, yeah. unable to smell like there, there obviously is, but if you look at the trend and, and if you look really back in history, what does that mean to be a Christian? That definition has morphed considerably, you know, to be a member of a church back in the day was, it was like being a member. It was like a covenant. It was like a family. I yeah. am a Methodist. I at this church. This is my pastor. And today it's like you know I, I eat at Burger King sometimes, and McDonald's sometimes, and right. Lucky sometimes. You know what I mean? So, but I'm a member at that church. You know that kind of stuff. Or even right. in my heart, I'm a member of that church because I got married there 14 years ago. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> so it's really morphed. And I, and I think, I think that yeah, there was a day where Christianity. I remember where we would point and say, "Aha! Disney's doing ABC. Well, ABC's doing Disney. Anyway, they're they're doing one, two, three, and then." You know, so we're going to boycott Disney and Disney would back down because the vast majority of, you know, they lost business that was significant enough. Right. And so we learned to kind of boycott and, you know, all that jazz. And then that, that just didn't work anymore. Disney went on to do what they're going to do. And the TV shows went on, even though the, and the movies, you're too young to remember this, but there was a movie called The Last Temptation of Christ. That was a national scandal because the last temptation of Christ was Mary Magdalene and he had sex with her. And it was a, it was a terrible blasphemous film. And man, uh-huh. people went ape over it. Like they were protests. They were, they were like Christians. Entire churches were letting out to block the entranceway to churches. And the film lost a ton of money. And it's just, it was a terrible film anyway. But it, that was the moral outrage that existed in 1987, 1988. Today it'd be like, yeah, okay, another another film that makes Jesus look bad. You know, it's just right. it's nothing. So for us to say, no, the the society is behind us when we point our finger at sin and sin should shrink back into the darkness, it's like I'm I'm sorry, we're we're fighting from our back now. We have to yeah. fight differently. And I think one of the things the world hates about the church is it's judgmental, vocal, critical out of touch. And and I don't know if that's true, but th- those yeah. are words that we'd all nod our head and say, yeah, the church seems to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, yeah, I, we just started by saying the church started as 120 people versus 5 million Romans. 
and and we won. There's 2.3 billion Christians now, mm-hmm. and Rome hasn't existed for 1,600 years. So there, there's a way that I think we fight better from our back because we do it God's way versus the PR way or the bullying sure. way. I, and can I just say one last thing? I don't yeah. answer on time. Yep. I think one of the reasons we're being bullied now is because we were the bully then. Right. I think the groups that now have a say and now own the channel and now you know, yeah. own the newspaper, they and their predecessors were sick of taking crap off of a bunch of judgmental Christians that, you know what I mean? Sure. Instead of loving people, we pointed our finger and said, aha, they're cursed because they don't love God the way we do or whatever. You know, right. it's just... We behave badly from the top. We always behave better from the bottom because that's all that's left is those who have faith. Those who don't right. have faith walked away because there's no advantage of, of calling yourself a Christian and not, not living as one. You know? Yeah, that's good. Pastor Carl, I feel like I've heard you talk about this several times, just the thoughts of uh, pers- persecution and Christianity in America. Uh, maybe if you could spend a minute or two just kind of talking about that. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a lot of mixed and thoughts and everything in between you know on this stuff but i i think what it really boils down to is when christianity is in a position of systematic power it's really easy to become pharisaical you know right. it's really easy to that was a lot of big words but that was a good <laughs> that, was, that was a good sentence i remember that one thanks yeah it's because <laughs> you went to it's, college. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I went to college. I for took eight a minutes few to say years. what he said. One yeah. sentence, like, oh. but I had puppets. <laughs> and that's, I think, that's the the hardest part. You know, I had a friend of mine that uh, needed to do an interview with a pastor, and you know, what what's one of the hardest things about being a pastor? I know, like the cliche answer is people, but <laughs> <laughs> the. You know, one of the hardest things about being a pastor from a pure temptation standpoint is humility. Mm -hmm. It's keeping your ego in check because when, I mean, you you guys both know, when people love you, they love you. Like, it's, it's a very hard thing to keep that balance line between okay what i want and what the lord wants and making sure that those things that that my will is submitted to him and i think a lot of times when the church fights from the top those lines get really really blurry and that's when it becomes you know you try to legislate morality which just yeah you know, yeah. Uh, you know never ends up good from either side you right, know right. like uh, and I, I don't know what the answer is to that but yeah. what i do know is that i think i think the goal has been this christian utopian world and i don't think that was ever the biblical goal you know sure. because the systems of the world exist and will continue to exist and there's always going to be war between those things there's never going to be peace between light and darkness light yeah, and, yeah right it's now. just that's just I the mean, way it be, is just not not in this well, when darkness is gone yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like right. that's the you know that's the way that and people have different definitions of light and dark but i i just i think christianity the goal has been to make this world and and I'm not saying that that's a bad goal but the goal has been to make this moral 
this Christian moral world, yeah. and there was always going to be war with that. And I don't know yeah. that Christians. When Jesus says that, yeah, I, I haven't come to bring peace. I've come right. to bring a sword. Right. I'm, I'm right. here to divide things right. sharply, uh, painfully, bloody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And so we're, we're warned. You know, in this world, you will have tribulation. Right. You go through sure. the attitudes. Blessed are you when your whole world is absolutely awful. Have yeah. a nice day. Like what? <laughs> that was a beatitude. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so you, you told the story yesterday about your pastor friend that said he was going to retire because he just felt like yeah. he wasn't really being relevant anymore. And just not effective. Of, he thought he lost he's not, his anointing. He's not effective. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I think we need to talk practicality now of fighting from our backs, right? Yeah. Because maybe he wasn't effective, but it wasn't the message that's not effective. It's just the method of yeah. getting that message to people. Um, if we don't adapt with the times, not, not meaning the the thought the thought process of everybody in the times but adapting with kind of how we get the times to yeah. people then we become we become dinosaurs and extinct we, and yeah we have the latin mass for 400 years after latin is is dead right and why because that's the way we've always done it it's holy oh okay i'll just sit here and not understand a word right you know? yeah yeah well, you so can, can we talk about that a little bit just yeah, like practicality i, I think what does that I think look the, like the word that i'm i'm thinking of is paradigm there was a, there's a paradigm shift that's happened gradually over the yeah. last you know, so you can make a case for five years, but really 30 years. And that paradigm shift, you know, paradigm is an important thing. If I fall into water, I should flail. I should use my arms and my legs. I should try to get my head to the surface. If I fall into quicksand, I should sit still. Right. Both both will kill you if you don't understand what you're in. Uh, a wood fire versus a grease fire. You know, throw wood, um, throw fire on, on wood and throw water on it, it goes out. The grease fire, throw water on it, it, it expands. Right. So I think what's happened that's is good. the paradigm has shifted as, a, as the audience or the average person who doesn't know the Lord, and that's what we're talking about. Those who don't know the Lord walk into the church. 30 years ago, they walked in to get right with God. Today they walk in because they might have some questions. They might be curious. Would this help me do a, have yeah. a better life? The same way we would approach uh, an episode of Oprah Winfrey's talk show or you know something like that. Like, I, you got something for me? The same thing we, we'd up on a, a YouTube video or a TED Talk. That's right. the same attitude. I want to learn about this. and I want to learn about the Christian religion, see if it applies to my life. So we say, give your life to Jesus, raise your hand. They go, I'm not ready for that. I, I know nothing about Jesus. Sure. And I don't know where he fits in the chronology. I'm not, he's controversial. My professor said this. My mother said that. My grandma prayed this. So it's, it's just the process is the same, except it takes, a, it takes more time, especially with right. adults, because they have reasonable questions. Children just want to know how do the reindeer fly, and you say it's magic. They say, okay. You know, the yeah. childlike faith that Jesus sure. talks about. Well, a 30-year-old doesn't believe in fairy dust. He wants to know right. the evidence that demands the verdict of faith. Sure. So that, that's a different process. Well, and I, I've heard this too, but 30 years ago, you just trusted pastors. That was just mm. the way that it was 30 years ago. You just took them at the word. Now society yeah. is very different. They question and they yeah. don't. You, you have to earn well, trust, two, whereas two before things. it was already there. The, the late 80s had the televangelist yeah. scandal where so much money was being raised and the the conditions under which it was being raised were, were bad. That was on the heels of a guy named Jim Jones that was a Christian pastor, if you will, that went to Guyana and everybody died. He, he poisoned children. Everybody, like a thousand people died at their own hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you get into the, the molestation of children and, and the protection of priests in the Catholic Church. Just being fair to everybody. There's, there's good reasons why an unbeliever would look at the church. If that's all they knew was Westboro Baptist, you know, um, protest in front of military funerals. 
and Jim Jones and Jim Swaggart, Jim Baker. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, it's, it's a tough day to be Jim, isn't it, as a, yeah. as a pastor? I just, <laughs> it just hit me there like, wow. Yeah, be careful. I should. <laughs> yeah, not Jimmy, just Jim. Just yeah. James. Call me James. James. Yeah. You know. You're changing your name to yeah. 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 I'm a Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so I, there, there's a good, in the last 30 years, a lot has happened that, that is exposed you know, things that were whispered in private were shouted from CNN and the mountaintops and CBS. And, like, right. and rightly so. We shouldn't be hiding these things. You know, David yeah. sins with Bathsheba. He writes with his own hand, created me a clean heart, oh God. I've sinned against you and you alone. I mean, sure. they're, they're, it's it's right that it's out. It's bad that, it, that right. whatever isn't out is bad, right? Because it will come out eventually. I mean, in some way, the exposure made all of us better, right? Yeah. Because it was, we either are who we say that we are or you're not. True. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think what knocked us down is is that I think it's the eighties. The eighties yeah. and nineties. The the irresponsible financial and moral behavior of of the church. You know, if I say, Listen, I have this secret power, I know karate and you can break this brick with your finger and I go up there and all I do is break my finger, then you go, Well, your karate doesn't work. And I think that the world looked at the church and said, Listen, we have a superior morality and those bad people and those bad people and we're better than those people and you find out they're not better that the the head of the evangelical right. association has a, a gay affair with methamphetamine involved in it and you go oh, wait a minute that guy's the pastor of one of the largest churches in America that has you know that raises a million dollars a week yeah. uh, I was you know so it, I think there's you know again if, if this was the the Muslims doing this I think people point and say well Islam is a lie look all they do is raise money all they want is your money right. if it was Mormons all they want is your money if it was the Democrats the Republicans all they want yeah. is your, you know what I mean so for, for us, to the mountain that we put our flag on is the mountain of morality, and then we misbehave from that mountain where everybody can see it, and I think the world has a right to point and say the emperor has no clothes. Right. But there's always been a remnant. You know what I mean? There's yeah. Always, right. For every guy that sat on TV and, and raised money and couldn't keep his fly up, there's a million people that love Jesus and are in the right. Word and loving yeah. their neighbor right. and feeding the hungry. And I, That's good. The problem is a very prominent you know, people yeah. have fallen yeah. very prominently. Right. But for everyone that fell, there's a million that haven't. And, and um, that's the story that I unfortunately probably won't be told. It's not, it's not sexy. It's not right. scandalous. You know? Yeah. Pastor Carl, um, you're not our young adults pastor anymore, but you have dealt with young adults quite sure. a bit. Um, what are just some ways that maybe they're different than generations that have gone before them? Yeah. I, those are the people that we're going to be trying right, to reach. Right. The twenties well, and younger. Right. Even, I mean, you know, the, millennials now are hitting that 30 you know mid mid 30s age and wow. i know it's crazy right wow. they're running for yeah. congress too, yeah. Aren't they? yeah 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 and i i think you know for for millennials for gen z nominal christianity is it's basically dead you know like that's if they call themselves a, a christian it's because in general they are you know, because right. like you said yesterday, there's no real benefit anymore to calling themselves yeah. that, you know, maybe it's spiritual or I believe there's a God, but I don't really know how that falls into my right. life or my whatever. In other words, a faith that suffers no persecution. Right. It's just too nebulous to right. point at it right. and judge it. Right. It's yeah. my, my life is, a, is the central theme and yeah. everything else, including God, wraps around it. So I, I think the ones that you know, embrace, you know, Christianity that, you know, they've believed in their heart, confessed with their mouth, you know, that Jesus is Lord. There's no cultural benefit for that. Sure. So I think those ones are for real, you know, mm -hmm. and I think there's a, a great 
you call it remnant that is there that is hungry and powerful and willing to take on that persecution and willing to but i also think there's a lot of societal questions that you know those believers have you know they've grown up in a digital age unlike anyone else before that you know your generation was kind of a tv generation this one was and it was black and white and you had to change the channels by yourself right right you know which is a game changer in and of itself that was something that never existed in history and this generation is the (laughs) mobile generation that you know these this information there is a constant inundation with these social issues the exposure is I mean, you can get into it, but it's something that I don't think we were designed to handle. But, you know, those Mm -hmm. social issues are constantly in front of their face. So I think there's a a pretty significant wrestling with more than, you know, older generations are kind of like, I don't get it. It's black. It's white. That's the issue. And but for them, they're seeing multiple sides, multiple testimonies, multiple stories, multiple whatever, where it's just like. Ah, just it doesn't feel black and white. Do you think to part that. of that too is just <laughs> when you get older, you kind of get set in your ways of just like this is how I, I think, feel about the world and yeah. the thoughts that I have. I think young people have answers that they haven't even asked the right questions yet. I think older people feel like they've asked questions and the answers that they still have have stood the test of time and they're pretty passionate about it. Whether they're right or wrong, I don't know, but but I think they're passionate about those things. And I I think you do see a changing America. Your your grandmother told me uh, years ago when she was uh, living in Detroit as a little girl, she remember when television came out. But before that, every house was built with a front porch. Every evening that was warm, everybody sat on the front porch. And mothers would walk by with their babies in carriages, and they'd stop, and there'd be lemonade and cookies, and the kids would play, and there'd be yeah. the sandlot game. And there's then TV, and actually there was a town gossip, Mrs. Kravitz. And Mrs. she calls her, that's not her name, but Mrs. Kravitz. <laughs> but go and say, have you heard over on 3rd Street? Well, on 2nd Street, and you know that he's been really sick, and I think she's having an affair, and you know all that kind of stuff. Well, they right. got a TV, and with the TV came the soap opera, and Mrs. Kravitz disappeared, never to be seen again. She was able to accomplish her social agenda with more scandalous things in front of a television television set and couldn't get away from it Mm -hmm. and that was a change and then cable television and then the remote control and then and then and then you know yeah but i i think that the older people are more set in their ways um and i think that's our reputation but i i think i think the older person as an older person in this room i would say the being so open-minded that your brain falls out is ridiculous The, the world's view of what society should be is so contrary and so ridiculous Um, the Kinsey Report. Did I, did I should I go into this subject or not? Sure, sex stuff. Go for it. So the Kinsey Report. This guy named Kinsey goes into prisons and and does a survey, and asks them what their average sexual behavior is. Well, he releases the the, you know, the consummate work on uh, sexuality in America. Well, it came out of maximum security prisons. Right. So one out of ten people were gay. They they engaged in ongoing homosexual behavior. Mm-hmm. So that comes out. Well, one out of ten. Well, everybody looks at their neighbor. There's a room of ten people, and they go, okay, which one is it? You know. Well, it's not. It's three out of a hundred. You know what I mean by any yeah. other you know right. logical standard. So, but if you look today on the television, you'll notice that one out of every ten at least characters in in oh, a play in the TV. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I and the same thing's true with it. Everything in the world right now has to. I, I'll just say it this way: the most powerful person in the room today is the victim. Mm-hmm. And and. If I disagree with you, that's actually discrimination. That's, that's where an older person like me goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no. 
I disagree with you because you're wrong, not because your skin color, your gender, your sexual preference, your socioeconomic status, your political biases. Like, I don't, I don't care what news channel you watch. Like, I'm looking at this, and you're saying it's right. I'm saying it's just wrong. So right. I, think, I think the older we get, the more frustrated we get with ignorant people barking louder than the people that are telling the truth. And, and again, as an older person, let me confess, I might be wrong on some of these things. My sure. views have changed, right. but, but I, they haven't well, changed beyond the Bible. This is completely different, but 100 years ago, you'd be sitting here saying that black people don't deserve to have the same rights as white people. You know, yeah. like, as yeah. I'm saying, like the world progresses, yeah. but there's, there's nothing well, biblical that says that black people shouldn't have the same rights as white people, whereas no. now we're getting and into I, biblical and I issues think, that are... I think part of the issue with that is just shifting in society. Like, if we're talking biblical things, sure. Like, that, there's a baseline that, yeah. you know, every believer can refer to. But there are societal issues such as things like... like j- just because Endgame came out, so I remember <laughs> the, like uproar when Thor came out and Heimdall who's Idris Elba is a black man Heimdall in the comics is a white you know (laughs) Norse guy you know whatever and it was like oh my gosh like this is ridiculous (laughs) or the the little girl in um, uh, Hunger Games in the books she's white or something like that and and then yeah Rue and and it's like who cares, man? Like yeah. I, I think society today is much more about representation, and it's we want it. We want every every culture, no matter how marginalized feeling or how whatever. Man, that that is more complicated than I think people, uh, even the ones that want it. Okay, well, can, can I come back to? I, I think know. the reason why Amdel and Rue and you know back to the why one out of ten commercials deals with a gay couple now versus a heterosexual couple. I I don't think it's just we're trying to be inclusive. It's like if we're not, we'll get creamed. Like our business sure. model will be destroyed if we're not properly and I'm quoting with my fingers right. properly represent you know this model yeah. of America that that is financially and politically sure. and you know what I mean right. they're very mobile, very very vocal. So I I just. I think I think the reason that you put I think the reason Captain Marvel came out like towards the end I, I heard for years before that there's no strong female leads right. in yeah. the movies today. You know, right. there's there's got to be the the discrimination and the, it's like well you know war movies don't have a lot of girls in them. I, it, it's a war movie. You know what I mean? The history of America. There are great women, but but again, the right. primary characters of American history were male because of the generations that came before us, and so now we got to have these strong female leads. And, and I'm telling you, it's because I, you know, forgive me, but never mind. I can't even say it because I'll, I'll be judged for it. <laughs> but even part of the Avengers series, I look at some of them. It's like, well, this this one was to an like there were no white characters in the Black Panther. Oh, that's that's racist. Well, it's not. It's it's a story about an African culture. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. I don't expect white dudes in that thing. You know what I mean? Right, and right. if it's Thor and it's, yeah. it's a Nordic, they're supposed to be Vikings. I don't expect a black guy in that in that one. It's just because they're yeah. Nordic or whatever. But it, I think. But what's that's funny is magical that, Vikings. until you mentioned that, I, it never occurred to me yeah. that, that there's any racial anything. He's, he's He's a cool guy with big ears. I think it's great. I think the representation is great. I think it's the, it's just a real interesting thing that I think is going to be really crazy to watch over the next couple of years as society tries to 
have every culture, every race, yeah. every gender, every whatever. Yeah. Of, of the hundreds There's of bring it, now bring, Yeah, bring yeah. it to the forefront. Yeah. And, uh, you know, good, bad, right, wrong, or the other, it's like, woo, this right. is going to be interesting to and watch. The, there's, there's gonna, <laughs> one of two things is going to happen. The, either going to stop pushing their agendas or there's going to be some type of civil yeah. explosion. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've seen it go back and forth. There was a time... You know, like the Me Too movement recently, and and rightfully so. That what was done to actresses and actors was a horrible, horrible. thing. Those yeah. who did it should be imprisoned for it as they're on their way to it. But I watched as any any biblical opinion. Uh, what's the guy from Duck Dynasty? Phil, the yeah. patriarch, mm-hmm. made one comment in a GQ interview that was uh, it was dis- it wasn't disparaging. It was just said, "Yeah, I don't get it. I come on, guys, women are awesome." That was like the comment that was made. Yeah, the the outcry. Duck Dynasty has to be canceled. He's a homophobe. But I, everybody had said anything like that had been canceled prior to that. Like just mm-hmm. the YouTube movement. Anybody that was accused, they got dropped off their show. But once the pendulum goes too far, society does say, "Wait, that's too far." That yeah. comment that wasn't hateful. He he, you know, he's not he's not a bad man. It's his firm beliefs. You're allowed to have your beliefs. Is he not allowed to have his? Right. And Duck Dynasty remains on the air today because they tried to reach too far. So I think even within the conscience of our nation, the pendulum can only swing so far. And and that outrage yeah. you're talking about, if it goes too far in, to the Christian direction, people get upset about it. It goes too far in the, in the moral direction, yeah. they get upset. Too far in what I would consider the immoral direction, people get upset. And they, we have an allergic reaction to injustice. When you've pushed too far, we have a Popeye moment where we eat spinach, our biceps get big, and that's all I can stand, I can't stand no more. And that's I think that's in the conscience of our nation. It, it is changing. It's a fluctuating standard. Sure. But I think we have to remember as we're approaching people in bondage to sin we can't approach them in a bullying way or the injustice meter goes right. off in people's lives right. yeah. and the victim is the most powerful person in the room and we just made that person our victim that that's not going to be tolerated anymore than i think you know they go hey phil robertson is that's last name yeah From, you know you your show should be canceled and you should be stripped of you know all all fame because of what you said there was a simple firmly believed you know by millions of americans whatever and that that's true I think there's certain things that just cannot be approached. Uh, Bernie Sanders, for example, is now a millionaire. You can point at him and say, well, you're a, you're a hypocrite. You're a socialist. You're, you've been after the wealthy your whole life. Now you are wealthy. Well, the dude wrote a book. You know what I mean? And he sold millions of copies. It was a bestseller. And yeah, he made a million bucks in that year. I don't hold that against him. I'm As an author, I'm envious in some ways of, of that sure. you know that accomplishment. I don't have the platform he does. And, but he's going to die before I am, so I have time. Yeah, yeah. I, everybody else is. Why not? You know. Yeah. You know, the last time we had this many Democrats in a uh, in a primary, Jimmy Carter was the, was became the president. This is not the first time we've had like twenty eight now people that have thrown their hat in the ring. It should be interesting. Yeah. It's going to be like one of your WWF things. Everybody just jumps in the ring and chairs are flying and people are getting thrown out until just like you know. Why is it my WWF? It's your <laughs> WWF. There's nobody left but the Sheik. Yeah, he doesn't. He's bleeding and he. Everybody loves yeah. him. You know. All right. Well, I think that's about all the time that we have well, that's for too bad. Today. We just got into the wrestling yeah. segment. We're just uh, yeah. we can, I think yeah. we could keep going for a long time, but I don't I don't know if people would want to listen to it for that. Can I something, say something in closing? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what's going to be, but I I, I feel like <laughs> oh, I feel boy. like we're, we have to be careful cuz I get I get passionate. Um, I want everybody to know my goal is to love everybody regardless of their belief, their political, their gender, their sexual orientation. There, I, I am desperately trying to learn how to reach people that are nothing like me. Jesus was liked by people that were nothing like Jesus. Yeah, and and I, I think if we have a goal, it's not to be right; it's to be loving. I, we have to, right. e- even if it costs me being right, I'd rather err on the side of love than err on the side of right because yeah. right without without love is not righteousness. 
Right. You know what I mean? Wrong with love. It's closer to righteousness, I believe, than being right without without love. So yeah. I, I just want to say that in closing. I hope I didn't flame everybody's political or gender or right. social. Anybody that you made angry has already turned it off anyways. They haven't gotten to this. Yeah. <laughs> well, those, we which are alive and remain. You that are listening to it at work and can't change the channel. Right. If we're going to make a mistake, let's make a mistake being understanding and loving people and trying to hear where they're coming from. Because yeah. until we hear where they're coming from, judging where they are is, sure. is, is it is an The injustice. only truth that you know is the truth that you've lived, but yeah. you haven't lived other people's truths my, my moccasins why yeah. they th- yeah why they think the way that they do think so yeah. all right we've got 30 seconds talk about this upcoming yeah, sunday it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be mother's day one. yeah completely different than this yeah sunday. mother's day <laughs> and, and man dina's been just there's just been a lot of good stuff coming out of dina lately like it's been fun mm-hmm. uh, for our marriage it's been fun for our friendship she is going to be helping people i think she has in monday night they'll get this come out tuesday so last night she would have talked about this as well but just following your choices to the end of the road so I'm really mad. Where does that go? I'm not going to forgive. Where does that lead to? I am, I'm going to love regardless of the pain. That's good. Where does that lead to? And just trying to take a prophetic look at our future based on the current decisions we're making. A thousand small decisions makes your whole life, right? Yeah. You know, you didn't, you didn't realize when you went to camp that one year in seventh grade, you're going to meet your wife. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's a thousand small decisions become the totality of who you become. Mm-hmm. And so her just saying like that God will bless you down the right path. And God cannot bless you when you're playing in the middle of the freeway. He doesn't. He doesn't bring you an ice cream cone. You just can't. He, he yells for you to get out of the freeway. You know what I mean? So, sure. so it's. I think it'll be a great message, um, Mother's Day centric message for all of us. Mm-hmm. And I know that she has. She believes in the importance of motherhood more than most people because of the absence, if you will, in in her own life and. Yeah. She'd die for you kids since, you know, since day one. And right. a lot of other kids that aren't weekends, she'd die for it too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you have nowhere to go to church on Mother's Day, we would love to see you at Freedom Center Church, 9 and 1130 in Fenton, Michigan. And if you have any questions about this podcast, maybe we stirred some stuff in your heart. We'd love to address it. If you want to send us a message or a comment or anything like that, uh, I'll give you Pastor Jim's phone number and you can call him. So, yeah. uh, and, so, and then he'll forward it to and me. And then he'll forward it to me. one 800 hate josh There you go. Yeah. Right down. Until, wow, until, I had seven numbers and everything. <laughs> <Hey Josh. laughs> until next week, we'll uh, talk to you guys later. Have a great week.